Welcome to Frontier Bivouac, a weekly podcast dedicated to the Frontier format for the Magic the Gathering card game. I'm your host, Scott MacArthur, and I'm currently at Tatsar Effect Games with... Craig Sherburn. Okay, Craig, how's your week been? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Building decks, losing at games, playing jank. This week, we're doing something a little different. The pre-release and the eventual release of Ether Revolt. Uh, We're going to look at the impact some of the cards will have on Frontier. That's the main topic, but before we get there, some crazy news came out today. Some crazy news. It was a surprise. It was so crazy, I actually checked to see if it was an April Fool's joke. Yes. uh, Understandably, how crazy it actually is. I checked three different websites to find the news because... Standard bandings are are in effect. We got ourselves some standard bandings. We got Emrakul, The Promised End, gone. Smuggler's Copter, gone. Reflector Mage, gone. Uh, My Hopes and Dreams for a Better Tomorrow, raised. Yeah, well, so that's some good news. Smuggler's Copter, I would agree with. Reflector Mage kind of got came out of nowhere. It was just always powerful. They, the they... mothership came out and said though that they did it because of blue white flash, and mm-hmm. they did it because once Emrakul and Smuggler's Copter is gone, then all they were doing was improving the the reasons why it needed to go into blue white flash, yeah. and they didn't want to warp the format even more by pulling out two cards that were warping the format. So preemptive ban in for something that may or may not happen, but I I can't believe that Reflector mage would be as good as it was under a collective company well remember what's different about reflector mage than the other two cards it's a dollar yeah it's an uncommon that was a buck everybody had them so they weren't decimating uh, a person's fortune for it so i think that might have actually come into play as they when they took a look at it and said this is an uncommon card that we're removing from standard we're hurting people with emrakul but they had maybe what one two copies you're not playing four of emrakul smuggler's copter we're hurting everybody equally and it's not a mythic it's just a it's a, a, a rare and reflector mage isn't hurting anybody by taking it out these would not affect frontier though well that's where it gets interesting so frontier of course is a non-rotating format starting from m15 forward um it includes standard by necessity it doesn't mean that it has to follow the standard bannings and arguably since Emrakul is not i've never been killed by Emrakul in any frontier games smuggler's copter never really appears in any frontier games that i'm playing with of, of note i mean it here and there i don't i don't know if this is anything that's even worth banning and or even considering for for banning in front if we start one of the things that is kind of um i'm, I'm gonna use the word taboo in frontier is the a ban list i am of the mind that we should just let the let the form Format brief. So let's just let it be. I never felt these three cards were a problem. Not in the, not in this format. In standard, they certainly were. I think what was interesting as well is that they mentioned in the mothership is that Reflector Mage came out because they'd heard from players that they don't like to play against it because Reflector Mage is a denial form of gameplay for whoever's got it in their deck. The quote, and I don't know if that rings any any bells with you, Scott. Yeah, no, no. The quote is, Reflector Mage has been on players' lists of most disliked cards since the days of Collective Company. The, the fact that a card, people don't like to play against it, is not a reason to ban it. Okay. Uh, when I was chatting this over with the very wise Lachlan Sherburn, oh, he go. said, well, if they banned every card just because people don't like to play it, they would ban islands. And and I thought that kid has got some brains. Yeah, that's well, that's, what he did. Well, the, thing, the difference between not being able to play it and play it is I let you play your cards. I just either bounce them back to your hand, but you can play them again next turn, or I counterspell them. So it's, you still get to play your cards. I just get to say no. You are going to be just unlivable with once Aether Revolt comes out. That's all I have to say. In fact, the word counterspell shows up on like 
half the blue cards blows my mind. Hell, there's a counterspell lord. <laughs> there is a there is a card that says counter on it three times. Yeah, I know. I, that is nuts. I, it's blowing my mind. And it was, yeah, we'll get to that later. No, actually, we're going to get to that now, I think. Oh, was that a segue and I, I didn't notice it? I think it could be a segue. Can it be a segue? Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. <laughs> so, uh, there's a, another set coming out this year. Uh, the first set of the year probably one of many that is the second set in the kaladesh cycle at the revolt um thoughts uh as you were preliminary you haven't touched any of the cards yet but pre-releases this weekend so you're going to get some hands-on i'm i've been watching i've been watching intently uh i'm trying to think if there would be a, a subtitle to this set uh i'm thinking along the lines of aether revolt subtitle hey let's see if we can break standard uh or aether revolt uh subtitle we don't really need to pay for testers at wizard do we close bracket Th this set is nuts i think that this is a set that will drive people in to play magic they're going to be buying the cards but here's the problem i got questions of whether this might actually break format outside of standard frontier for example uh modern and legacy are, are going to be a little more immune to it but i'm really worried about the effect of a lot of or some of these cards which kind of break into three categories and what they're going to do to frontier yeah i i argue that we haven't seen this much power in a set uh, since probably cons where it was cons got its power because it just had powerful cards reprinted I'm thinking the fetch lands I'm talking more frontier wise as well fetch lands siege rhino just some really dig through time treasure cruise all comes out of that one set that was a powerful set and just a quick glance over what we're seeing here you're seeing the makings of the the same kind of power level being reached I'm also seeing my. I'm, I'm seeing in here Wizards tests pretty darn good. Uh, aside from the fact that Emrakul and uh, Reflector Mage and Smuggler's Copter just got banned, Wizards testing is top notch. Probably first in the gaming industry in general. They've got so much to worry about, so much to look at, but they do only look at standard. So you can watch through these cards as they are giving and taking. And that kind of segues into my first group of cards that I'm worried about with Revolt. So here, Revolt is a, uh, a keyword effect that it, when uh, a permanent that you control leaves the battlefield in a turn, something happens, right? Something something wonderful happens. So you can see how that looks like an amazing keyword effect. Like Delirium looked like an amazing keyword effect. This was just you know, bonus uh, that, that was going to be added on to uh, to whatever card you were, uh, you were playing. But Delirium is really hard to do. And it main continues to be really hard to do in uh, the current format at a frontier and standard because it's really hard to get cards into your graveyard. Now, Delirium plus something like Dredge, that becomes a little more powerful. That becomes really, really nasty. But Delirium plus uh, the current standard of format uh, of frontier and, uh, and standard, not so much of an issue. But now let's look at Revolt. Uh, you can see this is a mechanic in standard where you're going to have to balance your deck building uh, to get these really cool effects that are bonus on the cards with the ability to sacrifice a permanent on the battlefield. Standard's got ways to get permanents on the battlefield capable of sacrificing clues, but you've got to get the clues onto the field. There's variance about how you're going to be able to get those clues on there. Are you going to be able to get the Thraven Inspector? There's all these okay. things in standard that you've got to worry about to be able to get the effect. Yeah. But now... We're not standard. We're frontier. We've got the ability to have up to 16, 12 to 16 fetch lands 
uh, you want to throw in some evolving wilds, really cuts down the variance where revolt is going to change the way that Frontier is played, or at the very least threatens to do so. And we have the capability of controlling that in the Frontier format. It feels like in Standard, you're like 30, 70, you're going to get the revolt, especially early game. In Frontier, I'd almost switch those numbers around. It's more like 70, 30. It's more likely, and earlier too, because playing first-turn fetch land is not out of the question. One of the things, if I might argue, is it might change how you play the game. Again, first turn fetch land, me, if I have other lands in my hand, I might play the other lands, keep the fetch land uncracked till I have a situation where I want the revolt. It actually might help the format, not just hinder it. I'm silver lining in this thing. I honestly do feel the ease that we're going to get revolt turned on in Frontier is going to be on a, a level that is quite scary, like a modern-ish power level, not like if Frontier is straddling the line and you have to look out what if you had to compare it to it, its two siblings on the left and right the the fetch line revolting will be closer to modern power level than standard power level and and it's not just it's not just the keyword revolt by the way no, there are cards with keyword revolt that don't worry me uh, a great example dead eye harpooner two and a white that's a two two creature it's revolt effect that is that you're able to get a permanent you control off the battlefield before this creature enters the battlefield its revolt effect is is that you can destroy a permanent that is tapped or i'm sorry uh, you destroy tapped, tapped creature. creature whoopee that's not gonna that's not gonna do anything to frontier it's not gonna do anything in standard some of the ones that i'm more concerned about are things like countless gears renegade one and a white two two its revolt effect is when it enters the battlefield and permanence left the battlefield you control you create a one one servo so here you've got a two 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 for two plus a, a servo that's on there well boy that's uh that's some good value not warping of the format value by any uh, stretch of the imagination but that's some really good value fatal push i don't think with that card is being heralded from the mountains it's i'm, I'm actually not going to go through the what it does everyone knows what it does but more i was thinking fatal push is one of the cards that's going to change how you play your fresh lands cracking the fetch land especially if i have a fatal push in hand as a obviously i'm closer to a control or mid-range deck fatal push i can see in a fast like mono black aggro deck but it's not i'd prefer to play out a creature probably a creature with death touch so that i can i can't really choose what i kill but I can can get damage in with it. As a control deck, Fatal Push is amazing. A Demir or Grixis control deck where uh, Esper control even, where I can hold up my fetch land and kill a Siege Rhino. Like, that's insane. <laughs> insane and going to be beneficial doesn't worry me as much as the green ones. So when you get down to those green cards with the Revolt effect, you get into really scary territory. I'm going to leave the, 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 the coolest for the last. Okay. But green wheel liberator one in a green two one revolt if you get the revolt effect it comes on with two plus one plus one counters so we are talking about getting a four three for two yep if uh, you can sack a fetch land this card has been being compared to standards tarmogoyf oh yeah the poor man goyf absolutely hundreds it's not even it's not standards goyf this is the poor man's goyf for modern and it's definitely a goyf for uh for frontier yep. which makes me really excited because now you've got like a real push to go into green it's got a uh it's got a, a, a compatriot in the form of uh, norman renegade reading my yeah there we go narnum narnum renegade 
one green death touch. Uh, if you get the revolt trigger, it comes on as a two, three rather than the standard one, two boy, uh, two, three death touch for one on turn. That one. feels like some good value. Um, that feels nice. Again, back to the, it's the fetch lands. I don't want to talk or focus on the idea that the fetch lands should be banned or where we start or start the set. Oh, goodness. That's, no, that's not where I'm at, but it does feel like revolt in Frontier specifically, certain colors are playing in, like, talked about Fatal Push and being played as a more of a control role. Green is your aggro color. And turn one, Wooded Foothills, uh, Sack, Get Forest, Tap, uh, Narnum, Renegade, seems really good. Are you, like, turn two, second fetch land, Crack, follow up uh, with Green, Wheel, Liberator, and that's a lot of power. But the second fetch land, it just has to leave Battlefield. So you go and get your white with the Windsor Teeth, next turn black next turn colorless i'm not your turn three play can be whatever it wants to be but you've just built abzan into a super aggro abzan your turn four is your rhino and that that's a two three death toucher and a four three body beater along the way so that two three is going to connect it feels like a real strong competitor for the aturka decks that are uh, are coming up in the standings another thing to note is one of the premier removal spells that is i think will have to start being in red is shock it's between shock and lightning strike these things need to be if you get revolt on they need to be lightning strike that's a big deal means your narnum renegade is going to get a hidden and you're using a removal spell for these things and that's not even the coolest part exactly so, uh, you know i love me my esper enchantment deck uh, yes. and there's that this band enchantment deck that's out here uh, one card two cards actually uh with with this revolt effect are leading me to think that four color uh, a four color enchantments is the way to go so aid from the cowl is there three yep. and two green enchantment revolt at the end of your end step reveal the top card from your library if it's a permanent you may put it onto the battlefield can you think of anything more beautiful than sack and a fetch land and being able to drop a big big butt enchantment a big butt creature just even an extra land is such an amazing boon and it's also like because of the way revolt works it's not like morbid where it's creature specific that hence why we keep talking about fetch land i swing combat you you kill my guy or take some damage and if you kill my guy who knows what the end step brings and like well, i know i know what the end step brings because i'm also playing hidden stockpile white and a black enchantment its revolt effect is that if you at the beginning of your end step if you had a permanent leave the battlefield one one servo onto the onto the field sacrifice a creature scry one it's got everything i want it's on curve it's exactly where i want it to be and I'm building up uh, bodies to be able to, to, to fend people off. I mean, th this makes me really excited about playing in the gym. Okay, ready? Hidden stockpiles on the field. Aid to the cowl is uh, if you want green, but this is just black. It can only be black-white. But you have your Starfield and Nyx. Turn it on your demonic pack into a creature. You don't need to find removal for it. You just pay one and sack the demonic pack to scry one. And the next turn, you just bring it back with the Starfield and Nyx. Yeah, until some Yahoo counters your triggered ability. That disallowed. <laughs> but they can only do that like four times. And that's yep. that's a black-white enchantments deck. So. Which comes back to those fetch. And, and the concern that I have with Revolt and fetch. And and this really drawing people in so that you've got to play Revolt to be, uh, uh, to be competitive. 
Um, Magic is all a game about variance. Uh, anytime that you can reduce or decrease the variance is good for you as a player, but anytime you do it too much, starts to do things to the format. It's the problem with dredge decks, is that you dump all these cards into your graveyard, which means you get to pick and choose uh, the cards that you want when you need them, uh, because they have the uh, because you have access to your graveyard through some other effect. Uh, here we have something with variance in the form of revolt, which works in the current form of standard. Uh, it probably works in the current form of modern because modern has got such uh, a powerful base of cards to choose from. I am I am coming out and saying I'm worried of what this might do with Frontier because of the ability for for anybody in the Frontier format to to relatively easily trigger that keyword. I'm I can understand the the concern. I think this is again one of those things where we just kind of have to let it see how it plays out. It's odd to think that we revolt as a keyword is going to truly from top to bottom change the format i don't think it will if cards that are currently banned in all formats but one aren't truly warp in the format maybe it's because um, of the color restrictions but if that's if that's the case i don't see revolt doing harm i think it all, all it does is open up gameplay deck choices deck building options interesting gameplay choices as well back to the whole when i crack my fetch when what choices i play i know this is going to change up standard uh, i honestly think this is the high watermark for standard right now going forward but in frontier i think it, it just ends up being there's certain sets in modern another eternal format that tend to have more cards selected out of it because they're of a higher power level i think this is going to be the equivalent in frontier where this is a set that just due to the high power level um you're going to see a lot more cards from it uh, agreed and frankly that's kind of what we're looking for for a set isn't it i would like there this is it's it's weird if we're complaining that the power level of modern or modern printed sets, not modern sets, I guess sets and standard is a better way to put it, is low. Oh, it's just, they're just weaker reprints of older cards. Fine. So when they come along and give us a set where they they're they're new, they're interesting, they're fun, they open up gameplay opportunities and are powerful. We always get these. There's this. Some people put their hands in the air and cheer, and other people put their fists in the air and wave them, being like, "Oh, wizards, what have you done? You can't have both. You, if you're on the diet and want the cake, you got to pick one. Are you diet or you want the cake? <laughs> like, that's... I'm going to tell you, Scott. I want the cake. Oh, I want the cake. I want uh, so much. And it's nice to see the fact that certain cards in the set are already being talked about for modern means a set that is standard legal means those who miss the boat for standard or miss the boat for frontier if you're just getting into it in the last call, last year or so i guess at that point you now have a set where you can go pay it's five dollars a pack for magic up here go pay five dollars for your pack and get powerful cards that can only help magic to be fair though there's lots of cards that are talked for modern that never make the impact uh, and it's always the ones that are that are uh, that you least expect. For example, Relentless Dead. Right? Everybody was raging about Relentless Dead and how it was going to make an impact on modern. Nothing. Nah. It agreed. We'll have to see how it plays out. Again, car the cards on screen is very much different than cardboard in hand. Yep. Yep. And, and that's what. And if I was a smarter man, I'd know things in advance. But I got to play them. I got to play them. I got to play them to be able to tell what the hell's going on. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned there was also an, a second group of cards, not just the revolt cards. Uh, so these are the cards that make control players unlivable with. Frontier is going to have a strong contingency for control players, and, uh, and I think Frontier is going to have a huge, imp- uh, a huge impetus to be playing the control decks. So we got Disallow, one blue, blue. It says counter three times on the card as if you needed any more than one. You get to counter a spell, you get to counter an activated ability, and you get to counter a triggered ability. This is just a Planeswalker emblem of somebody smiling and, and dropping an emblem uh, off that Planeswalker. You let plus one itself all the way up and counter. I am looking forward to just once ruining somebody's day, but then as whoever I'm playing cries themselves and leaves sad with the sound of uh, of the Snoopy song from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Christmas special is yeah. going on. Um, that's the last time I'll be able to do it. But So here you've got a instant counter that can counter not only the spells but the abilities combined with Metallic Rebuke, which is a mana leak now in Frontier, uh, combined with Bilal. Scott, since I'm pretty sure you've pleasured yourself to the <laughs> image of Bilal, Chief of Compliance, why don't you tell us what that one is? So this is a little legendary guy that uh, has... It's like a Jace's Sanctum with upside um instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to, to cast whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell you may loot one colorless and a blue one three legendary human wizard i have mauled this guy over several times and the version of control i like to play he's no good the version of control i can see dominating a frontier and standard yeah he's a he's almost a four of a three of at least as a control player I am scared uh, right now with this is the reason why I really like Frontier is I get to play control something that a traditional blue control or Esper or Demir control I like that those are the colors I like to play that's the kind of magic I like to play I'm scared this might push a pendulum too far like I said before the word counter shows up in so many cards in the set I think honestly that's because they feel like the reprint of Negate is here could have been in Kaladesh but it's here why? Blue is here to say no in this set. More often than not, that's what these cards are doing, and I'm really scared that this is going to push people away and not bring them in. I think you are correct. I think that that is a, a real danger. I think what makes it interesting is to have stifle effects now making their way into the standard, modern, and frontier formats. Because stifle was a uh, was a legacy, right? You, yeah. you didn't have stifle effects in, in modern. And I think that that's really going to change the way that we play games. I really seriously think that uh, there's a reason to play blue with the stifle effects that are, that are coming in with disallow. Uh, it, it feels like a real incentive to do it in the same way that there feels like there's a real incentive in frontier to play green because of the revolt effects. I mean, I mock and 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 poke fun and bust your balls a bit about the about the uh, uh, the control uh, and the fact that you're a blue mage. Uh, and you 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 may uh, you may argue against that by pointing out that you play mono green decks, but your mono green decks feel very much like a blue it's deck. <laughs> when you look at my my white deck it's a control deck i play control magic and i find it in each color which is makes magic amazing there's control in each color there's aggro in each color um you just have to find it but um yeah one of the first things i'd like to point out though is i am one of the first people to be like man like i'm sorry like it just i got the hand and you didn't there's control players out there who i despise because it's just a smile on their face the whole game because they don't realize 
what they're doing to their opponent. That's I like to think maybe I'm worse that I understand what I'm doing, but at the same time, ah, I just I'm scared. Like I look at Metal Rebuke, Metallic Rebuke, and all I can picture is a deck that says no a ton until it gets a metallurgic summons on the on the field, and now I'm tapping these constructs. I'm building with my counterspelling and stuff and i'm tapping him for the impro uh improvise on that improvise on reverse engineering let me draw two three cards for two mana mechanized production could be my kill con where i uh it says it just says title they don't have to be the same the same power level so that means getting eight constructs on the table shouldn't be too hard if i'm backed up by saying no like 12 to 16 main deck counterspells like disallow and negates and metallic rebuke and revolution rebuff and stuff like that like that's that's backbreaking it's uh it's certainly something that worries me that falls and and these these cards fall into that second group of, of what worries me about the new set coming in so the third doesn't come into things that worry me but it's a, a card that makes me wonder if it's going to change the way that frontier is played um, because of timing and the way that things go so i'm thinking particularly of hope of Gaiaper. so that is a one just a one colorless legendary artifact creature thopter it's flying and sacrifice hope of Gaiaper until your next turn target player who was dealt combat damage by hope of Gaiaper this turn can't cast non-creature spells so that's what's beautiful about wizards and the balancing and their playtesting is that when they give they also take away so we just go through all this concern about how standards go uh, frontier is going to be uh, warped or affected by this this influx of huge counter spells with the stifle abilities that have never been seen before in any format, you combine that with all the various counters that you've got, Simulgar, Scorn, all these other powerful counter effects that are in the format. Um, and then you've got Hope of Gaiaper, which is the colorless any, any deck can play this, this is your permission that you drop this on the field and you're going to force any control player to have an ability to either be playing red to get the shock or they're going to be playing some black to get a 1-1 flyer off the field. But you've got evasion that if they can tag you for one, then they now have the ability to do whatever the heck that they've done and were planning to do without any fear of reprisal from the counter player. I love, not the card, I love the fact that somebody at Wizards thought this through and put together a set that's got give and take. Yes, 100% agree. While you're saying that, the first thing that came to mind, though, is where's the graveyard hate? We have, like I've said before, about four cards that deal with the graveyard. Uh, right now, uh, maybe removing Emrakul was actually their response to uh, the graveyard shenanigans instead of giving us a way to uh, remove the ability to make it cheaper, like a Tomod's Crypt, um, which Frontier has. I'm not. I'm not saying there isn't ways, but another way. Also, no energy hates. Um, no, we've talked about it in the past with an idea of like a, a drained batteries or something like that, where you know, like a, a shock for energy, one colorless mana, um, remove two energy counters or something, energy tokens from target player. There's none of that, which is good and bad. I can see arguments for both. But yes, I agree. Wizards sees there could be issues and are giving us answers for them. And I like that the answers are coming in the same set. That there's, well, in the past, it's always been like the first set of a three trilogy, uh, like has uh, some card that's, look how super powerful this is. And you're like, can we have answer? And they're like, nope, not in this set. And then they release the middle set and they're like, nope, not in this one either. Then the third set comes in and they're like, okay, here's your answer. We just wanted you to be able to play with this super crazy card. And you're like, I don't care anymore. That card's come and gone. 
Well, I, I also respect the fact that the answer that they've given is uh, is flexible and interesting thematically, and uh, is is really at a secondary as at a second level of uh, of, of gameplay. And a first level of gameplay would simply be to be uh, to have a uh, a land that said uh, t- tap a cavern of souls, right? Yeah, uh, uncounterable, or to place the keyword of saying uncounterable on a ton of cards. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They actually put it on a one one flyer for one said any any color can be play, any color a deck can be playing this uh it's got a conditional aspect it's got a strategy associated with it um i i just i'm looking forward to the way this is going to change the way that we can play frontier because an awful lot of decks and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to another banning that happened uh, in the form of uh, gataxian probe yeah. was banned because they, they the reason the mothership said was because there was a lot of combo decks that required full knowledge of what the opponent's hand had to see whether they could go off or not. Mm-hmm. And they felt that, that that was inappropriate. Well, what we've got is the ability here in a 1-1 flyer to go off. I can go off if I want. I just need to tag you with it and we're, and, and it's weapons free. Uh, yeah. I like that. I, I really like that. And frankly, I think it's a better way in a gameplay and in a game um, game development manner uh, to do uh, to do it rather than the Gitaxian Probe, which which just for a color list lets me take a look and see whether I can go off or not. Uh, here I've got this this driving force to be able to tag you with this to to then go off on. Yeah, and that being able to do being able to play Magic seems to be the way they uh, want it to be. And I can understand the argument for and against why it allows to with cards so we can't play magic but yeah being a, it's always better to be able to play the cards you have and i think counter spells are a great example where you got to play it and now i said no um and being able to control how that goes off that's interesting gameplay to me so yep i think it's a great set i'm i'm really excited about what this is doing for frontier uh, I've got some concerns in the form of the, the revolt uh, mechanic, but I also think that it's going to be spicy and, and tons of fun uh, to see what I'm going to be brewing, what my friends are going to be brewing, and what the uh, what the community in the whole is going to be brewing. I, uh, there's a lot of excitement ahead of us. Yeah, I'm really I'm really curious to see. This is the first time I've been really excited for a standard set in some time. Um, standard I've a little soured on not because of the reasons everyone else says Frontier really honestly has just given me a lot of joy so I've been focusing more on that but uh, before we uh, move on to anything else play potential paths any cards specifically that stand out to you as something that you want to use to build that you didn't mention before that I did not mention before oh, look at me I'll start uh, yeah yeah well you go and find some stuff mechanized production alternate win conditions always make me happy so two blue two colors enchant artifact you control at the end of your upkeep create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact then if you control eight or more artifacts with the same name as one as one another you win the game so i've seen this as like put it on a clue and every turn you get a clue put it on you put on a thopter and it like for like thopter spy network not only do you get thopter for the network you also get a thopter for this so building towards your wing con a lot quicker to me I'm thinking the constructs from Metallurgy Summonings, like I mentioned before. This could be a win con for a deck that says, I never once attack you, but I'm going to win the game. Uh, every deck, I think, has a... The nice thing I find 
um, with a lot of decks is I've said it before, I'll say it again. If the card looks out of place or you go, hey, no one plays that, that's the card that's going to kill you. And this is most definitely one of those cards. See, this feels like a card that's, that's a bait card. Yep. That's just out there for people to go, oh, look at this win condition. I'm going to build around it. And it's a win condition for certain, but it's either too conditional or too late in the game yep. to really see competitive play. But you and I both have in our hearts that we're not out there looking for the 4-0. We're looking for the 1-4, and four, and we got that win con in the 1 and had fun for the rest of the 3, right? I, so I look at Andrew playing the heater and alignment deck and being like, look at me go. I never thought it would happen. And the joy he gets out of putting it together, because like the thing, especially heater and alignment is like, you will see that coming because there's so many pieces that they need to be assembled. This I like because you will see this coming. Another thing about it is you put it out there and you're, you're telegraphing to your opponent. This is how I want to win the game. Can you stop it? And that's that's interesting to me. Uh, creatures are the exact same way. With creatures, you're telegraphing, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes, this is the most popular way to win the game, but you've telegraphed, hey, this is my win con, at least the one of. Uh, can you do anything about it? And it fascinates me. I like to play a deck that just puts this thing out there and just sits there and just says no for the rest of the game, being like, Kate, can you deal with it? Or can you kill me before this thing goes off? not exciting but i like to play so the card that i am interested in playing is heart of kieran hmm. so it's a legendary artifact vehicle yeah. costs two mana crew is three but in it's got flying and vigilance but instead of paying the crew cost you can remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker instead yeah it's i before we get into it i might note that when this card was spoiled, everyone said it was worse than Smuggler's Copter. Now it is the only Smuggler's Copter. <laughs> That's a difference, isn't it? Makes a huge difference. But well, yeah, I think you now for my smartass comments, I think finally we've got a card that makes Dovin Ban and uh, Kira a, a useful planeswalker to play because now you have something to do with those loyalty counters because otherwise they were doing nothing for you. Now, smartass comment aside, I like the what this gives for a flexibility for uh, for deck building, mm. that you have this ability to be building creature decks um, in which the crew, the, cr the, cr uh, the crew ability is going to be something that you're going to use. But then there's a number of times that I've played where I've got a Planeswalker on the field. It's got a card draw effect, but I don't need a card draw effect. You know what I need? I need a body on the board. I'm mana flooding. I draw my card. It's another land. Um, an interesting concept to be able to have this floating around, definitely not a three of, two, two in your deck. It's always going to make a difference no matter when you play it, whether in the early game or the late game. A 4-4 four, four flying vigilance is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, and you have the ability to alter with, for an alternate uh, crew cost. I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to playing with this card. Yeah. Um, the first question I have is... A, oh, like, actually, it ends up being the only question I have, because I think the card is much better than... The Vigilance is what pushes this card over. Um, if you were only swinging with it, um, and then your Planeswalker was... Not only did you use the loyalty, but now it's exposed, then that's bad. But the Vigilance right. on this thing really means uh, for two loyalty counters, I can punch you in the face for four, like a Sarah Angel. And then, no, no, one loyalty counter. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. One loyalty counter lets me swing, and one loyalty counter lets me block. So... <gasps> Oh, brilliant. Plus improvise. 
Plus. I never thought of a block. That is great. It's got yeah. vigilance, not improv improvised. Uh, vigilance. So you punch in the face for four, and another counter lets you block, protecting the planeswalker that you just removed two counters from. Um, there's not many planeswalker abilities that give you more than two counters if you're going to plus it. So you're slowly killing it off, but you're also killing your opponent, and it gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, the concern I have is more of a meta thing where... Um, there's been there's a small I think a small contingency of people who have this voice thing that says planeswalkers yes I get it they're they're main story people and they show up yeah yeah but is wizards focusing too much on planeswalkers I've heard that more than once cards that now allow planeswalkers like good cards that now only get better if you've spent the money and got yourself some planeswalkers is that healthy for the game uh this might not be the place for the conversation but that's a thought i i had the, the other side of that though is, is that wizards is out there uh, your your uh your beginner starter decks or whatever the the uh yeah, the set decks, decks. Decks. Yeah. Yeah. they got planeswalkers in them yep so you know what they're doing the right things to say if planeswalkers are important then here's a planeswalker for the low low price of 20 dollars for the full playable deck and two, two booster, booster packs, packs. to yeah. to boot so yeah. Yep. They're 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 making all the right moves. I I agree. The, and the planeswalkers in those aren't top tier, but they're not crap. They're not like they're, they're not. They're not like the ten cent rare you used to get in the the intro packs, and that's a big deal. And they're showing. And some of the cards in those the intro packs as well are really exciting. Um, stuff that's really neat. I'm like the can't remember what it's called. The four damage for four mana the one that comes in the Chandra deck is playable not amazing instant as well that's and that's just it until recently the instant uh removal has pretty much been super conditional um shock will change that a little bit but like for the most part it's been super conditional like exquisite a uh, firecraft is four for three sorcery speed and yes it gets a uncounterable clause which makes it better but it's also rare com compared to common but it's yeah it's it's interesting with that note uh i'll move on to play potential pass uh craig you got a card for me i got a card for you what do you got play potential pass it's a little card called stoke the flames yeah and now now uh, the reason this might be a no-brainer for a lot of people but it's one of those things that it, uh, i was having a chat with my with my son who's a an, an, uh, hell of a magic player himself and i was talking about stoke the flames and how powerful it is so for those uh, who need to be reminded stoke the flames is two a red and a red for a total cmc of four um it does four damage to a target creature or player it's an instant but it also has convoke so that you can actually tap creatures to pay for the mana cost so if you got four red goblins on the battlefield you can tap all four of those goblins and this is a free four damage spell mm -hmm. uh now, because this is such kind of a no-brainer, I'm going to twist the play potential pass to you to, to do this. If you're playing a red deck that has creatures, is this a play potential or pass? Depend That's a really good... This is premier red removal. Four damage seems really good for two, two red minimum. Uh, I guess technically zero land if you have the dudes. Um you're going to want some removal stuff or some answers or reach this is reach in some decks if the board gets gummed up um i think it's a definite play 
if you don't have creatures, that's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think of a red deck without creatures, though. So. Right. No. No. Let me ask you now. Let's. The, here's the. Here's the next step. Two of or four of. Because I'm seeing these Atarka, I'm seeing Atarka decks that are only playing two, and I'm scratching my head. That's because they're using Atarka's Command for the reach. The three damage off the Atarka's Command, plus the plus one, plus one across the board, is... No one's ever played Atarka's Command for the extra land. No one. <laughs> like, it's... Like, and the... Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what the other, the other ability does. Uh, I have to look it up. But... Um, uh, yeah, no, it's it's all about the, the punch to the face and the extra. I actually just looked it up. So uh, you're saying the reason they're playing two Stoke the Flames is because they don't want to eat away from the Atarkas command. Exactly. Oh, like you would okay. prefer a, a command. Um, your opponent can't gain life is the other one. Like, oops, I've never seen that one go off either. Plus one, plus one, and reach, and the do three damage is super good. Um, so I most definitely feel it's it's it's. It's a f- it's play it, it's play but only two of not not a four of oh I'd play four of depends the deck but yeah if okay. you're playing some weird goblin brew yeah um, my card also is red um, the card I chose is impact tremors which again oddly enough plays with kind of what you picked whenever it's an enchantment for one red in a colorless and it says whenever creature enters the battlefield under your control impact tremors deals one damage to each opponent I think this most definitely has potential there's there's a Due to the fact that Frontier has this really crazy amount mass unit producer, like a, a Boros Impact Tremors deck, where I, at the end of your turn, make a buttload of secure the waste tokens and then attack you with them on my turn. Yep. Um, seems really good. Thoughts? So I tried to build an Impact Tremors with uh, Perforos, uh, God of the Forge yeah. deck, so that you're getting the three damage every time uh, with tokens. And I built it, and it was fun because you had some blockers. You got eaten up by the flyers. Um, I, th- I think it's a definite potential. Uh, one free damage against an opponent is huge. You combine that in with a lot of low-to-the-ground creatures. Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I am immediately thinking Thermal Alchemist with Hordling Outburst. Yeah. Uh, just to be ping, 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 very fast, very quick. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's kind of sexy. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Well, we're going to skip um, Frontier 10 answers because this it, was my chance to win this but one, that's okay we'll we'll skip it we can i can pick something we can do it but there's a this is my chance to win is a better way to look at it so um, yeah yeah but thanks craig thanks for uh coming out for this special other revolt in frontier look excited i know i know i'm there i'm actually already booked in for midnight i'm going to be there uh, flopping cards on the table. It's only three rounds. Our midnight at Tatsar Effect is only three rounds because we're doing it again at mi- uh, noon, and I'm there as well. So yourself, you can make it out for midnight. <laughs> I think we are, and the noon, and the uh, two-headed giant. If there was uh, any set that this is most definitely worth paying your sleep energy for, this would be this one. I'm willing to give up a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Well, until next week, I've been Scott MacArthur. I've been Craig Sherber. And, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we're done. 